Hello, welcome to the first episode of my favorite conversation. I wanted to have a guest on tonight, but unfortunately, I could not. But that's not going to stop me. So now you're just stuck with me for the next little bit. So tonight, since it is just me, I only have one question. What do you want to become and why? What is it or who is it do you want to become? Do you want to be this person that saves someone by saving their world every little bit that they get, every chance that they get, be it giving someone a hug on a bad day, helping someone stranded on the side of the road, being there for someone who's going through an emotional moment? What is it that you want to become and why? For me, I'm not 100% sure. I have a bad case of wanting something so bad it's all I can focus on. I'll set so many goals, short, midterm, and long term, that will all strive and lead various branches up to that one path, that one goal, that one thing that I want to become, and I'll, I'll have different reasons as to why I want to be there. Take for instance, me wanting to become a cop, to be a police officer. I've wanted to do that since, since I was very young, but by the time I was 17, 18, I decided that that was what I was going to do. Now, I've grown up in a law enforcement family, so I'd already been around the culture. I'd been able to see firsthand the good that could come from positive policing, from good community policing, the benefits not only on a person-to-person level, but also on a community level. I was able to see the good that could happen with a good cop. And I wanted to add to that, especially with all the bad cops getting so much publicity and all the controversies. I wanted to go against the grain. I wanted to be able to fight against that and really show that there were good cops out there who cared about people and were doing the job because they care. And so everything that I did from that point forward, in some way, big or small, it was gearing me towards that. I had spent the next several years working in various supervisor and management positions up until I was old enough to go to work at one of the state prisons. Whenever I went to go work at the state prisons, it was not what I wanted to do, but it was a state job and it was like the ugly stepchild of law enforcement. It was going to build me that foundation of actual law enforcement skills that I would need to build upon. Something that would give me an advantage with dealing with people, dealing with people on bad days, being able to communicate verbally and non-verbally, and just knowing how to have that presence to not only help people, but to control the situation. Ultimately, I am very thankful that I took that position 
I worked it for about a year and a half, maybe two years. I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, I was a corporal before I had left. It doesn't really mean too much. So don't hold that to high standards. But while I was there, I worked with a lot of inmates. I worked with a lot of inmates in various means. I was able to help them on good days and bad days. And I never had any issues with any of the inmates. I know that some of the guards or correctional officers, whatever you'd like to call them, guards is always a derogatory term from what I was told, but I, we're guarding people. So to me, guard was fine. But some of the other co-workers, they would have constant issues with the inmates, be it attitude or further on. And I just never had any. And a lot of that stemmed from the fact that I was fair, I was firm, and I was consistent. It didn't matter what day I came in, didn't matter what shift I worked, didn't matter if I had a bad night at the house, it didn't matter if I had a good day at the house. I was going to be the exact same way and treat them the exact same way every single time. And I also treated them with respect. A lot of the other co-workers, they would look down on them. They would treat them as subhuman because they had committed a crime they were convicted and therefore they in their mind were not worth that baseline of human decency to me I will give you respect until you do something that warrants me to take that respect away and not one time did I have an issue with an inmate to where I lost respect for them so therefore in return I never had any issues. But I'm getting sidetracked. So I did all of that. And then uh, eventually I had the opportunity to apply for a police department. First one I applied to, I did not get into. Um, made it to the very last of the process, but I did not make it through. And a lot of that had to do with the fact that. I was not certified and, and again you know whenever it comes up to someone being certified versus someone who's not that police department's going to do the smart thing and take someone who's certified that way all they have to do is a quick you know department training and then they're cut loose whereas with someone who is not trained not only do you have the FTO phase where you know you're being trained for the department stuff but then you actually have to go to the academy, which is around three months, a little bit longer. And so it's a lot of time, it's a lot of money, it's a lot of resources. So I wasn't messed up, but I also didn't lose my determination. So I kept applying to different ones. And eventually, I, I got down to the last two. I got down to the last two positions. For a police department and they only had one spot open 
and it was between me and another guy who was certified. And so I had accepted the fact that I wouldn't get this one as well. But a few days before they were to make their final decision, they had a second position open up. They had two positions. They had two candidates. So I was given a job offer. And I felt extremely grateful. And I felt like all those little goals and all that were finally starting to line up. Fast forward, I completed my FTO, I completed the academy. Still to this day, one of the hardest things, if not the hardest thing that I've ever done, both physically, emotionally, and mentally. Now, whenever I was through with all of that, again, I had goals of making it through to the end of the day, making it through to the end of the week, making it through to the end of the month. Then whenever I had finally made it through everything and I got out, my next big goal was make a difference. Be the difference. No matter how big or how small, try to make someone's day better. Try to make someone feel safe. Try to make someone laugh. Try to make someone not hate you. And the first shift I was on, I was able to do that. I was given room to grow. I was given room to do the things that I wanted to do and be able to do that good police work. The second shift um, that I got moved to, not so much. Whenever I got moved to the second shift, my goals of who I wanted to be shifted. Because the second shift that I was on completely uh, destroyed me emotionally and mentally. Not because of anything that I had faced while on duty, but because of how the supervising staff, the command staff, managed the shift and managed me. I'm not going to go into detail, but it was not handled the way that things should have been handled every single time we worked. And it had gotten to the point where not only did I not want to be a cop, I didn't want to be here. I didn't want to go into work. I didn't want to go to sleep because I would have nightmares. I didn't want to go home because I couldn't emotionally be there for my kids. And my goal, my goal had shifted to I just wanted to be me again. I wanted to have some resemblance of normality because I've never been one to be happy. Um, anyone who knows me knows that I have extremely bad depression among other things and past trauma just like most of you and most of everyone to some extent. So this is not me trying to be on a soapbox, 
I wasn't trying to seek happiness, I was trying to just seek something slightly better, a brighter side of gray. And so for the next six months, that's what I did. I had short and midterm goals to try and get me to that point, and I, I never did. Um, I never did. It, it ended with me getting moved to a new shift and um, a few more incidents with that command staff before I got moved to the new shift. But whenever I did get moved to the new shift, my third shift, um, I was able to grow again, but a lot of damage had already been done. And so I stayed in that same rut of being afraid to do anything, to say anything, of, of just failing because it had been hammered into my head that I was a failure and that I shouldn't be a cop and that I shouldn't be there, that I shouldn't be here. And I was terrified. I would still handle my calls, I would still handle my duties, my responsibilities, but I was not me, and I was not in a good space. And eventually, I would get closer to that space. But it resulted in me leaving everything and everyone that I had known. Eventually, I would be given a job opportunity 900 miles away from where I was living. Completely across the country. Not only did it pay more, but it was a lot less responsibility. It was in an area that I wanted to be in, and it was going to, in my mind, give me a fresh start. Give me a breath of fresh air and let me breathe for once in a very long time. I was hesitant. I talked it over with a lot of people, but eventually I made that decision to take the opportunity. My logic behind that was I'm young and I have the financial savings to brunt the blow in case anything goes wrong and if it fails at least I'll know that at least I'll know that I've tried and I failed and I can attempt something else but if I don't try it I know where I'm going to be at and I'm steadily going downhill and in 10 years if I'm still here all I'm going to do is look back and wonder what could have happened what I have failed, what I have succeeded. This way, I at least don't know. I moved up here two weeks ago. Oh, really? <laughs> a week and a half ago. And aside from feeling lonely and uh, a bit isolated, 
I feel like a completely new person. I feel rejuvenated. I feel as if I can finally breathe and that I have massive weight off of my chest and off of my shoulders. I'm not happy, but I'm happier. And I'm getting back to a normalcy, or I'm sorry, normality that I've been searching for. And from this point, I'm seeking professional help to help with my other issues, along with trying to enjoy the little things. Because now, the person that I want to become is someone that I can be proud of, someone that I can be happy to be, someone who can be there for my children more emotionally than what I've been able to do and be someone that they're proud of because I believe that if I stayed in that position back home that I would not be here talking to you right now those thoughts are still there that pain is still there that trauma that put that thought in my head is still there and I realize that it's not a switch that can just automatically fix these issues it is a day in and day out struggle it's a struggle that I've been fighting with and against depending on my depending on my day since I was about 8 years old so person I want to become now is someone who's in a better mental and emotional place that I can be proud of and happy to be and that my kids can be happy and proud to be of proud proud of me I'm sorry I'm getting emotional so I'll leave this with you who or what do you want to become and why? What journey have you been on for the last few weeks, last few months, last few years? And where are you trying to go? Who are you trying to become along the way? I appreciate your time. Thank you for spending this time with me. And like I said, I would love to hear everything from you. Hopefully next time I will have a guest we can do a back and forth um, unfortunately I could not this time due to scheduling issues but hopefully next time I can but thank you for enjoying this episode well, hopefully you enjoyed it but regardless thank you for listening in I greatly appreciate it have a good day have a good night